0: Hi, I'm Lisa. Hi, I'm Julie. And this is Two Sober Chicks. Welcome back, Recovery Warriors. Thank you so much for tuning in to Two Sober Chicks.
1: You can drop us a line sometime if you'd like and let us know what you think about the show or do some topic suggestions. We have a jar, um, but it's getting a little bit low, so I'd like to hear
0: from uh, some listeners in podcast land. The uh, email is... We're on Gmail, the number two, SoberChicks at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at the number two, sober chicks, And we're also on SoundCloud, two, sober Chicks. Yeah. And you can download our podcast on iTunes. We have a podcast. We're official. This is amazing. All right. Me... Digging into our jar of topics. Let's see what we're going to talk about today. God, true atheism. Hmm. Is there such a thing as true atheism? I think there is. I think there is. I think so. I've
1: met people who absolutely do not believe in anything.
0: Hence the fact that there is an agnostic 12-step program, Mm -hmm. which we have never really discussed. I've never been to one, but I know people that go to them. I've been meaning to go because I'm curious. Me too. Because,
1: um, you know, I've gone through the 12 steps and... uh, and you know, a higher power is part of those twelve steps. So I so don't know how you do the twelve them. steps without having a higher power.
0: I couldn't. Yeah. Because I have to believe in something bigger than myself. If I'm the biggest power that there is, I'm in big trouble. Because my ego just almost killed me with my addiction. Right. Loves to team up with that addiction. Take me down. <laughs>
1: yeah. But I would, I would be interested in, in going. And I'm so glad that it is there. Um, because there are some people who would walk away immediately hearing the word God, uh, in the, in the 12 steps. And so there's something out there for them as well. So if that will help them get sober, then great, more power to them.
0: So do you call your higher power God? Or I do now. Interchangeable.
1: But I didn't, bef- I didn't for the longest time. That's the cat in the background. That's God. God's <laughs> a cat. Um, <clears throat> yeah, for the longest time I, um, I would just say higher power. And even then I wasn't really sure if I believed in, in anything or not, Yeah. Uh, but it was going through the steps and having the discussion with my sponsor and talking about ego and talking about, um, do you believe in something greater than yourself? And yes, I don't know. I mean, I believe that evolution is, is part of God's creation. Mm-hmm. That's my belief that evolution is part of that plan. Um, so I don't know but I do believe in something greater. I do believe that, uh, you know, we didn't just poof all of a sudden exist. And I do believe that, um, there is a design out there. Mm. That's my
0: thoughts. I heard, uh, well, I've always believed in God. I just didn't believe he had anything to do with me. So higher power was a really awesome, um, way for me to identify what that belief was in something greater than myself. Uh, I have heard God referred to as good orderly direction, which a lot of people like and can subscribe to. But the whole journey through this program is a journey with your spirituality and with God. And it, I don't know anybody that's come in and their original concept of higher power is the same as when they go through the steps or as they continue to be sober, which is the coolest thing, because if it stayed the same, I mean would that, I, that wouldn't work for me. Cause if nothing changes, nothing changes.
1: Right, I probably wouldn't have gotten sober. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have gotten well. Um, I remember when I first had a problem with, um, well, not first, I had a problem for many years with the whole prayer concept. And uh, and I was stuck for a lot of years. I relapsed, I went back out, I came back in. Um, I, I relapsed again uh, on different substances. And, uh, and all that time I had been refusing to say the word God and I had been refusing to pray and it is interesting to me that after I let go of my um, ego dominant ways and said okay mm-hmm. maybe I'll stop doing it my way and I will do what is suggested of me even though I don't believe in it <laughs> I'll do it um, my sponsor suggested that when I was doing a prayer I didn't have to say the word God I could just ask for some help mm mm-hmm. and Look at a spot on the wall, but do it every day. Look at that spot on the wall and say, please help me. Please help me do the next right thing. Um, Please help me take it one step at a time today. Um, Please help me, I'm feeling overwhelmed, whatever. Just short, simple little things. And I didn't have to believe in anything right away. I just had to take action and do does that make
0: sense? Yeah, you are surrendering without even knowing without it. Without even knowing. That and that's, that's what the, the whole program and all good things that come to you usually hinge on that moment of surrender. Yeah. That's why I, when I work with someone new and what happened for me, it's the same thing, is when I started praying every morning, that's when things really started to change. Because prayer is an act of surrender. Asking for help is asking outside of yourself for something to happen. And I believe that, that shifts something in you. And for me, once my concept of higher power changed to God, that's when everything changed for me. Mm -hmm. And that's when new power started to flow in because it's a hard concept to understand until you experience it. And so much of the program is hard to put into words because it's a spiritual thing. So it's about an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even remember what I was going to say about that. Uh, Left my mind. Had to do with God and surrender somehow.
1: I remember when I first came into the program and I saw a slogan on the wall and it had the word God in it, I really got angry. And, uh, and I was one of those people who said, they said it wasn't a religious program.
0: Oh, me too. There's the word God. A whole bunch of liars just then, lying to me constantly.
1: And then, you know, my sponsor did point out that it was a program that was developed from another program that was developed in the 1800s um, by white Anglo-Saxon men right? Mm And the, what was the group called? Oxford. The Oxford group. And, um, and that, you know, a lot of the men in Bill's circle, they were Christians. Mm -hmm. Um, but the reason it's important to, uh, say that it's not a religious program, it's a spiritual one is because there are so many different, uh, beliefs, right? People still believe in God, a God. They just have different names. They have different beliefs. They have different practices, different um,
0: philosophies. And we don't tell you what your God should be or how you should believe. That's the genius of the program. It's God as we understand him individually. That's why it's not religious. Religious is a very regulated, man-made, ordered way of believing, specific ways of believing in order to achieve an end goal. Mm. And we just are, you know, and if God offends you and you don't like it, we're not going to force you to stay. You can leave. It's totally fine. That's why we're not a cult. People (laughs) like to say it's a cult, but the difference is in a cult, they ask you to sleep with their leader and they also (laughs) don't want you to leave. Neither of which we impose on people in a 12 step program. Yes.
1: And I think they have access to your financial bank account or something like that too. In cults. Um, And we don't, you know, there is a seventh tradition, Mm -hmm. but that's so that we can pay rent for where we hold our meetings. And, uh, and you don't have to. There were times when I was unemployed and I didn't have money. So I didn't put I didn't put anything in the basket when it went around. Mm-hmm. And I felt a little bit guilty for a while. And then somebody said, Do you do service? Yeah, I do service. I set up chairs or I make coffee or I greet. Then that's your seventh. Then you're helping out. Yeah. And then when when I could help out, I'll put it, I'll put more in. Mm-hmm. So you know it depends. I had one sponsor one time say about the seventh tradition. Um, how much did you spend on a drink? I'm like, oh, five bucks. So you can't put five bucks nice. in, in the basket. It's like, oh, uh. I love that. I was like F- five bucks every day. She's like, you, didn't you drink every day? Ah, <laughs> double whammy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the topic again? God. I have short
0: term memory. God,
1: <laughs> God, God,
0: God and true atheism.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't think I'm a true atheist, but I came in, I said that I was an atheist. Or no, I said I was agnostic.
0: And we have a whole chapter to agnostics in our big book, which yes. is so good. Yeah.
1: And you know what else? I, I don't do the Lord's Prayer. There are some meetings that close with the mm-hmm. Lord's Prayer, and I don't do it, um, not because I'm trying to be defiant, because if there's anybody else in the room that is feeling uncomfortable, maybe um, you, you're you from, your background is, um, I don't know, what a, Judaism or Islamic, uh, and you wouldn't say the Lord's Prayer. So I think if I'm standing there not saying it, then it might make that other person feel a little bit more comfortable, mm. relaxed, and they can come up and talk to me. Yeah. And, uh, but um, I used to be angry about the Lord's Prayer. Me too. Then I did some research on it. Emmett Fox, I read that book that Emmett Fox wrote. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I found some good things from the Lord's Prayer that I really like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just breaking it down into parts and not seeing it as something from religion But how can I use this as a tool that helps me um, gain a good connection with my higher power? Mm -hmm. It's just another way of asking for help. Yeah. The Lord's Prayer. Um, So I will say it privately on my own, but not,
0: not in a meeting. Yeah. I have a friend who left a group because he didn't want to say the Lord's Prayer. And that's totally up to him. And he went to a group where they say the Serenity Prayer. It's all I, good.
1: I chose my group because they say the Serenity Prayer. And not it's all good. That, yeah, and you know what? I'm still sober
0: today. Live and let live. That's right. Just let me do as I do, and you get to yeah. do what you get to do. I remember
1: when I first met Julie, I used to call her the Jesus freak, and I wasn't wasn't <laughs> sure if we were going to be friends or not. Um, but you were just you were always so glowing. You were just mm. you know, um, and I thought I I want to get to know this person. There's something she has that I also want. And, uh, and I'd be interested to know, you know, like how this works for her. So, um, and it was about, um, what am I trying to say? It was about letting go of judgment Mm. because I judged you because, um, you talked about Jesus, you talked about God Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I wasn't there yet. Um, and, Yeah, so it was about letting go of judgment. It was an exercise in letting go of judgment and opening myself up. And now, look at us. I'm so
0: glad that I did. I'm glad that you did, too, because I loved you from the moment I saw you. I was like, (laughs) I need to be her friend. Literally, the first time I saw you. So I'm glad you didn't, like, rebuff me as your friend.
1: (laughs) It's the hair, I know. Right?
0: Well, the hair has a lot to do with it, I'm not going to lie. (laughs) All right.
1: Thanks so much for joining us once again. We have a blast. We hope you have some fun too or take a little piece of what we share and it makes your day a little brighter.
0: Yeah. Remember that you're awesome and you're trying hard and you deserve a pat on the back. And we love you. We do. All right. Take care. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And this has been. Two sober chicks. See you later. All right. Ta-da. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Aw, look at our audience. Hi. <laughs> He's the sweetest thing in the world.